friends, my name is Melissa Enns and you have found the Sister Studies Podcast. When you hear the word obedience, do you cringe either because you don't like to obey or because your kids or students don't obey you? Hang on, don't click away just yet. Yes, God calls each of us to obedience, but it is a blessing. Sometimes it's a blessing like a seatbelt that protects us, and sometimes it's a blessing like a seed that might grow in unexpected ways. Listen in. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, sisters, welcome back to Sister Studies. I am so glad to have you watching, and I'm so glad that I get to be recording again. I will tell you right now, um, I haven't done this in a while, and I'm using a new program, and so um, I'm a little rusty, but that's okay. I'm going to pray, and then we are going to get into our first um, study that I'm recording for this fall. So let's pray. Lord, um, as I do this right now, I just ask that you will help me. Help me to um, say the things that need to be said and not worry about the other stuff and help us most importantly to hear what you want us to hear from your word. In Jesus name. Amen. So we are doing this study together, Discerning the Voice of God by Priscilla Shire. Hopefully you know that already and maybe even have gotten the book and um, have been able to watch the first teaching sessions. So um, this video is just going to be some notes from our first month of doing this, which in the book it's week one, but for us it's month one. And hopefully you were able to watch the teaching session. Um, it will be available for a couple more weeks. We can't leave it up forever because of copyright issues, but um, it'll be up available for a couple more weeks, so make sure you watch it if you haven't yet. In this video, I'm going to be sharing just a little bit of an overview of the book um, the, from the first week's studies in case you haven't had a chance to or don't have the books and aren't going to read that. And then I'm going to be sharing a couple of um, what I'm calling sister stories because um, I just, it just seemed good to hear from other people and not just from me. So let me tell you a little bit about, um, just give you an overview of this first week for our first month of the book. So she talks in these first four lessons about obedience being the key that unlocks God's blessings. And she gives us the example of Jesus and how Jesus modeled obedience for us. Everything that Jesus did was what the Father was telling him to do. And so we we get to be encouraged and inspired by Jesus. And she also asked us the question, um, what is it that, what? why do we not obey God sometimes? So... There were there was a whole list of reasons that people had suggested when she asked this question on Twitter about why do we sometimes not obey God? And sometimes it might be fear or pride or laziness or stubbornness, peer pressure, procrastination, lack of trust in God, uncertainty as to how to begin, being too comfortable where we are, impatience with God's timing, 
feeling unworthy to be used by God, being too busy with personal ambitions, concern that we might be hearing from God um, or hearing wrong, disappointment in God because of previous experiences, or doubt that obedience will lead to a desirable result. I would add to that list um, just lack of self-control. <laughs> you know, sometimes we just do things that we don't, I do things that I didn't mean to do, or even just habit, um, not paying attention. Sometimes that is another thing that can keep me from um, from doing what I think God is telling me or has told me to do. Um, but we don't want to continue to let those things stop us from walking in obedience because obedience is the life that we want. It is where we will find God's richest blessings when we use the key of obedience. So in the second day, um, she talked about the plan, how in order to do God's bidding, and she, she used the example of Abraham. She talked about how Abraham had to obey God when he was told to take Isaac and sacrifice him um, to God. Now, we know in um, from what it talks about, how it recounts that story in the book of Hebrews, we know that Abraham believed that God was going to bring Isaac back from the dead. Yet, it was still a very scary step of obedience to make, but how Abraham made a plan. He had people coming with him. Whether or not they knew exactly what was going on, we don't know, but he had others with him to help him carry the wood. And he got up early and he made a plan. And sometimes we need to make a plan in order to obey God. You know, like for me, one of the things, I'll talk more about this, I'm sure, before this video is over. One of the things that I am working on obedience about right now is not spending too much time on my phone. So I have to make a plan that instead of reading the news and scrolling through the news on my phone, I'm going to glance at it on my computer because I spend way less time doing it if I do it on my computer. Or maybe I'm not going to look at Facebook on my phone because I'm more likely, again, to spend more time and just kind of keep scrolling. And whereas if I do it on my computer, it's a little bit less it just takes less time. So if I make a plan, I'm more likely to obey. And whether it's something big or something little, is there something that um, you need to make a plan about so that you can actually obey God? Um, she also asked in that day's study about what does the word obedience bring to mind? When you think of obedience, do you think of your parents when you were little? And um, do you have negative associations with obedience? Do you think of obedience as a parent and how you struggle with your kids not obeying? Um, she is reminding us that obedience, when it comes to God, is not, we're not obeying a God as somebody who is distant and grumpy we're angry. We are obeying God because he wants, he loves us and he has our very best in mind. So any negative associations that we have because of past experiences with obedience, um, I believe that God, you know, we can ask God, where do those come from and what does he want to show us about that? 
in day three, she talked about the cost of obedience. And she gave the example of the disciples and how they had to give up so much in order to follow Jesus. And then we, you know, it kind of leads to the question, what might God be asking us to give up? And in some cases, it might be something tangible. In other cases, it might be like I wrote down a list that things, you know, that God is, you know, might be asking me to let go of control or my pride, my reputation, (laughs) um, my time, my fears, my comfort zone, my doubts, um, distractions, habits. There are a lot of things that God might ask that God is asking me to give up and that he might be asking you to give up too because he wants to give us what's better. Maybe we're asking God for something great like better communication and a relationship with our spouse or with a family member. And maybe God is saying, let go of the time that you spend doing this thing and spend it with that person instead and you will get what you're actually asking for. So sometimes God, you know, has, there are things that we need to let go of in order to follow um, God and obey him. Then last, we look at the time, how the time to respond to God's voice is now. And she made the connection, which I I don't know that I had thought about really before, that if in Ephesians, when Paul is talking to us about the armor of God, he lists the breastplate of righteousness as our second piece of armor, the belt of truth, and then the breastplate of righteousness. And I typically think of the breastplate of righteousness as being, um, you know, Christ's righteousness for me. But she was talking about how righteousness is also just right living, making the right choices. And if right living and walking in obedience is part of our protection against the attacks of the enemy, we want that. We need that. And so it begs the question, have we made up our mind that we will obey when God gives us instructions? And we'll get around to how do we listen? That's going to come. But first, we have to make up our mind that we do want to obey because God really wants what is best for us. And um, I, I have a couple of stories that I want to, to just to kind of illustrate this concept for us. So first of all, parking lots and phones. I'm saying that sometimes obedience is a seatbelt. So the other day I was with a friend and um, her little three-year-old son and we were at a park and then we went to lunch and she, you know, he's three, he's just barely three. And so obedience is a topic of um, growth. It, uh, obedience is something that they're working on right now. And especially when it comes to being someplace like a parking lot, you they need to obey. Kids have to obey because they can't see the cars that are coming and they don't know. But if they don't practice obedience, then 
they are going to be in danger. So sometimes God is telling us to do something or not do something because it's a matter of protection. It's a matter of keeping us safe. Um, I put phone, you know, parking lots and phones. I put phones there because again, God is working on me right now in not spending too much time on my phone. And, um, I don't have time to go into all the, the issues with that, but, you know, I believe that it's just a way that God wants to protect me from not necessarily anything dangerous, like a kid in a parking lot, but it's to keep me safe and it's to keep me, um, in a place where I can keep growing and actually, you know, doing the things I want to do with my time. And, um, sometimes, sometimes obedience is a seatbelt and other times obedience is a seed. And I'm going to, um, let you watch a story from Shelly about a text message that she sent that was an act of obedience. So, Shelly, tell us your story. You told me that you had a story about listening to God. So when we were talking about the study and some of the ideas about just simple things can be supernatural, um, it reminded me of the story of uh, one time I was... um, looking on social media or something and came across a post by my cousin and we don't connect very often. And I thought, Oh, I should reach out and say hi or something like that. And, um, I was like, you know, what would I say or, you know, whatever. And then this verse popped in my mind. Like I wasn't like, Oh, I should get super spiritual and scriptural on him or anything. And, um, I thought, you know, that was really weird. Like I wasn't even trying to, think of something like that. And so I thought, okay, like, was that me or was that God? And I don't know. And so I looked it up and copied it in and I was like, Hey, you know, I hope you're doing well. And I just thought I'd share this with you. You know, it kind of popped in my mind when, when uh, I thought of you and I don't know, you know, if it has some sort of special meaning to you or anything like that, but um, I, I just, just thought I'd share that. And that was it. It was really simple. And um, a while later, he wrote back and he was like, I will never for the rest of my life know how God told you to tell me that right then. And I was like, wow, okay. Okay. Like it was a God thing then because I don't know either. And that's all I know. Like, I don't know what that meant to him. He didn't really say, I, I didn't at the time, didn't ask. I mean, maybe some point in time, there'll be an occasion where it comes up in conversation. Yeah. We don't see each other very often. Um, but I, I was like, wow. So sometimes when God puts something on our heart, that seems simple, but we might feel kind of embarrassed to share it or don't know what that's going to lead to. Um, we might miss out on seeing something really amazing happen. And they, might miss out on something too and it can go far beyond what we even know so that was a good lesson to me to kind of be willing to you know go with it when you are sure but it's it fits with what you know is god's principles and stuff so So sometimes 
sometimes like our stories of listening to God don't turn out quite so uh, dramatically or or pretty at the end. Um, and sometimes I'm more convicted by the moment when I missed it than mm-hmm. when I followed through. And that that inspires me to not miss it the next time, I guess. And so um, an ironic thing that happened was our Friday sister circle met at Starbucks. And I was there. Um, some of the other ladies were on their way and I had ordered a drink at Starbucks. And um, when, when I had gone to get it, I had noticed a, a, a guy sitting there, you know, not eating anything, kind of hunched over, had some headphones on. Um, he, he looked like, not like a homeless person, but he looked like he was without means and maybe needing something. And um, when they made my drink, I picked it up, went back to pick it up. And it was like a cold one and it was a cool evening and I'd ordered a hot drink. And I said, oh, did I order this wrong? Oh no, I just, I mixed it wrong. Sorry, you know, we'll, I said, it's fine, it's fine. You don't have to make another one, I'll just take it. And they're like, it's okay, I'll make it too. And I was like, okay. So I walked back to my table and I, I said to the person, hi, um, do you need anything to drink or anything to eat? And he was like, oh, oh my goodness. Like, I, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, sure. I would love something to drink. And I said, oh, okay. Um, you just a regular coffee or what would you like? And he said, actually a cold one would be good. And I said, would you like this one? <laughs> like they just made me this and I had ordered a hot drink and he was like, sure. And I was like, cool. I'm Shelly. What's your name? And he's like, I'm Greg. And I was like, well, you know, God bless you or something like that. And I sat down, the ladies came in and we talked all about, you know, this study on discerning the voice of God and stuff like that. And, and he left while we were talking and I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm not going to be able to, you know, say anything more. And then he showed up again while we were talking and then we were getting ready to leave. And then I was like, well, what am I supposed to say? I don't know what to say. Oh, well, I guess if there isn't an opportunity, I'll just go. And so I just left. And then on the way home in the car, God's going like, wait a second. <laughs> if we're discerning the voice of God, then it's not about like your genius moment. And I just create the moment for you. It's more like, ask me what you want me to say, because you know, you just shared the story, like we were telling examples of neat things that had ha- happened when we do. And then you missed this moment and you don't know what he missed out on too. And, you know, sometimes you have to stop and maybe it's stop and listen. And I say, don't, it's, this isn't, this isn't the space or time for you um, yeah. to say anything there. Um, but just stop and take the moment too. And so I was like, oh, <laughs> how ironic, right? That I just, <laughs> sad and talked about all this and then couldn't put it into practice right in the moment. So it it was a good lead in to the study for me to have my eyes open. And I have actually had multiple situations where I realized, oh, there I did it again. So (laughs) um, it's, it's good to be kind of seeing what your default patterns are and where he wants to work with us. And I was re-listening to the video and it was talking about the balance beam Mm -hmm. story Mm -hmm. about wanting to be in alignment and I was like, oh, yes, no wonder she started with that, that talk about having your kind of like your heart posture in the right place and stuff instead of more like, I'm just going to go about my business and bring Jesus along with me. It's more like we we do this together and I'm needing to be always in a position where I'm attentive. Yeah. yeah. 
You're right. It is important for us to share both the times where God does something really, really neat when we obey him. And then also the other times when it doesn't work out like we maybe expected because there are plenty of those. <laughs> yeah, we had one of those in our group too, where somebody followed through, but the response was not received well. And we have to remember, like, I have to do what I'm asked to step into. And if that other person isn't in a place to receive it, you know, like, mm -hmm. I have to be careful. I'm not just, I'm coming with the word of God from you, you know, right. word from God for you. But, um, but yeah, very, very true. And listening and good uh, very good thanks Shelly you're welcome so sometimes obedience is a seed like um, we don't know what what's going to grow from it um, we we don't know what God did for Shelly's cousin when she sent him that message that time but apparently it was really meaningful and important to him um, when I think of obedience I think of a parent whose son was in my kindergarten class 20 years ago, and I knew that this gal was a Christian. She knew I was a Christian, but we didn't really, we didn't know each other well yet. But one day she brought me a banana uh, when I was teaching her son in kindergarten. She brought me a banana and she wrote, God bless you on the banana because she just for fun and but she brought the banana to me because she felt like God told her to and she thought well that's weird but okay I'll take her uh, I'll take Mrs. N's a banana and she was kind of hoping it would be kind of like what happened with Shelly's cousin she was sort of hoping that that I would say something like oh that's so great I was hungry I was just wishing I had a banana or I didn't have breakfast or something you know that would confirm that yes she was supposed to bring me that banana but the reality was that particular day I I didn't have any particular reason why I needed a banana. It was just like, oh, well, that was nice. And But what happened was that later, God used that act of obedience to show me that Lisa was somebody who listened to God. So when, I don't know what happened next, but at some point, our friendship really grew into something meaningful where we spent lots of time praying together. And I knew I could ask her for prayer because her taking a step of faith and bringing me a banana showed me that she was someone that listened to God. So even though in the moment it didn't look like it had meant anything, in the end, it actually was a a really meaningful thing because of how she had obeyed and how I saw her do that. So remember, God is not asking us for perfection. He wants us to trust and obey. We need to decide up front that that is what we want to do. We need to make the choice in advance that we are going to obey so that when he gives us a seed to plant and we don't know why he's asking us to give somebody a banana or why he's asking us to text someone or why he wants us to talk to somebody that we don't know what we're going to say to. Um, we can practice. We can remember to listen and say, okay, Lord, is there anything else about this that I need to know? And 
And we can just follow and trust that whether we know why or whether we heard right or not, uh, that we tried and that we, at least we know that we want to obey. And God is the one that will teach us how to listen. God is the one that will teach us what to do when we make mistakes. And here's the thing. We are not going to get this perfect. I can't always understand and don't hear correctly everything that my husband and my kids and anybody else says when they are talking to me. Don't feel bad if you don't get it right all the time when God is talking to you because none of us does. But he most of all wants us to keep trusting him and keep practicing walking in obedience. Let's keep doing it and Let's keep seeking to hear God's voice as we continue to go through this study this year. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for how you are with us. Thank you for Holy Spirit, how you lead us. Thank you, Jesus, for being the example for us. Teach us how to walk in obedience. Help us to not be afraid. Help us to step out in faith. Help us to not be afraid of what you're asking us to do and not be afraid of getting it wrong. Help us just to determine in our hearts, Lord, that we really do want to obey. Because once we've done that, you will teach us how to, how to walk in obedience. So we just put our hearts and our lives in your hands, God. And thank you for what you're going to do in these weeks and months to come. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, sisters, in November, we have our sister circles meeting again on Sunday morning, November 13th, then Wednesday morning, November 16th, and Friday evening, November 18th. So if you need to get signed up for those, then check, go to butlerchurch.org and look for the women's ministry information. Um, have a blessed rest of your week, rest of your month, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, it is such an honor to have you listening here. I really don't take it for granted, so thank you. Do I need to tell you that you can subscribe so that you'll know when the next podcast episode is available? I probably don't. But I will tell you that you can also go to my blog at sisterstudies.melissaends.com if you want to sign up for my emails so that you don't miss anything or if you want to check out any of my videos or previous studies or recordings. You can find everything I've shared in the last couple of years right there on the blog. The links to that site and any other resources will be in the episode notes. May God bless you as you seek to know him in the weeks ahead. Remember that he already knows you and he loves you more than you can imagine. I'll see you next time.